Yeah, have your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 9, and put your finger there and hold that, and, and turn to Galatians chapter 3. Uh, I don't know if you know it or not, but we're in some horrible times in our Christian walk today. Uh, there's a movement coming out saying the Bible is nothing but a myth. It's not true. It's fairy tales. There's nothing right about it. Amen. The fact is they're trying to say if you use the Bible to condemn people's lifestyles or what they do, the sin they do, you, you're reading it wrong. No, I'm not. I'm not reading it wrong. But I, I believe that we need to make sure that we understand what the Bible is to us as Christians. Uh, you need to get a hold of the Bible. But most of all, you need to let the Bible get a hold of you. Because it is the Word of God. And I, I want to give you some things that may help you this morning. Uh, I know that uh, it's, it's hard. I, I, we talked about it Wednesday night. How they... Uh, or taking the Bible and just saying there's nothing right in the Bible. It's just a myth. And uh, I, I'm sorry, I, 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 it's not. But uh, I, I kind of got upset about it. Kind of got mad about it. And I really can't go against one country. I mean, I, I can send them a text message and say I don't agree with you. But it's against a whole country. But, uh, but I, I feel that it's going to start drifting down into our country. And if they pass a law in one country, then what's keeping them to pass a law in this country? And we as Christians need to be ready to stand up, stand on the book, and say it is true. It is a living Bible. This Bible speaks, this Bible listens, this Bible directs us, this Bible guides us, and we need to be able to stand up and say, I am believing the Bible to be true and I'm not backing down from it. But I understand that there's some Christians that just go to church because they want to go to church. Church is more to me than just church. It's more to me than just the place to come. I come to worship, I come to get closer to God, and I come to fellowship with God's people this morning. Romans chapter 9, let us stand. Romans chapter 9, verse number 17. For the scripture said unto Pharaoh, underline that, boy, that's just powerful right there alone. Even for the same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show that my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, verse number 8. And the scriptures foresee, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. Go down, down to verse number 22. But the scriptures had concluded all under sin that the promise by faith Jesus Christ may be given to them that believers. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning. We thank you for all your 
blessings. And Lord, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your uh, uh, son for dying from the cross for salvation this morning, Lord. But Lord, we just ask you right now, this moment, Lord, open our hearts and minds and receive the engrafted word into our hearts and lives, Lord. We may be able to live that walk that way, Lord. Empty myself and fill me with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Like I said, there's this movement saying the Bible is a myth today, but here I've just read three scriptures about the scriptures themselves. There are those today that you believe, believe you should not be preaching the Bible, you should just preach the Bible. But let me say, the Bible has an awful lot to say about the scriptures themselves. Here we find that the Holy Ghost is the author of the Scriptures. The Bible said, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. We find the Holy Ghost gave them attributes, personalities. Something is written through the book. We know this morning that a, uh, a book cannot say anything that is reserved for something that is alive. But the Bible said the Scriptures had something a book this morning cannot foresee or foretell or predict. Anything, it, it is lifeless. Only something that alive can predict or foretell something. The Bible said the scriptures could foresee. A book cannot conclude, as it said, that is reserved for something that is alive. Yet the scripture had concluded. According to these verses this morning, you hold in your hand, it, it can speak, it can see, and it can sentence. And what I'm trying to tell you this morning, that is more than just a book that you hold in your hand. <laughs> it, it, it's more powerful than anything you have in your life. Can I say this, uh, that book that you hold in your hand is the closest thing you'll ever get to Jesus Christ in this world until you get to the next world. It is Word of God. This book is so unique, there's no other book like it in the world today. And I want to encourage you this morning of what kind of book that you actually hold in your hand this morning. It's funny how many Christians will say how they love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. But yet they never pick up the scriptures. They, they never read the Bible. Let me just say this, you cannot separate the two. You, you can't separate Jesus from the Scriptures or the Scriptures from Jesus because uh, John 1 said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelled among us. Jesus Christ is called the Word. Here is the Word. The Bible said that the, the Word is quick and powerful and sharper than two-edged sword. He's the Word in person, and we have the Word in print in front of us this morning. He's the Word incarnate, and the Word is inspired. The Bible said this, all things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. But then the Bible said that the world was framed by the spoken Word of God. All things were made by Jesus. All things were made by the Word. It sounds like you cannot separate the two. Oh, how I love Jesus, but you never pick up your Bible and get in contact or read about Jesus. How can you say, I love Jesus, and set your Bible down and never pick it up? It is the Word, and it is Jesus Christ. 
Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. The Bible said, Jesus, that I am the resurrection and I am the life. The Bible said, the word that speaks unto us, they are spirit, they are life. The Bible said that Jesus was the light of the world. Psalms 119 says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Jesus is perfect. You can find no fault in Jesus. Pilate says, I, I find no fault in him. The law of the Lord is perfect concerning the soul, the Bible says. The Bible says Jesus Christ was full of grace and full of truth. The Bible is full of grace from Genesis chapter 6 all the way to the Revelation 22. This Bible is full of grace and truth this morning. Jesus was rejected by men. And today we find that men rejects the word of God. The word of God. You can't say I love Jesus and not love this book. You can't have a relationship with Jesus Christ and not have a relationship with this book. The book is spirit, it is life this morning. You can say... I don't look like very much. He, does, he doesn't look like very much. It doesn't look like very much here. Isaiah said he, that Jesus had no form of cleanliness that we should desire him. It may not look like much to you. It may not look like anything else. But I'm telling you, it will change your life. It'll give you a new start. It'll put you somewhere that you've never been before. It can change you just like Jesus Christ can change you. Don't tell me you have a relationship with Jesus Christ and have not picked his book up and read it. This is the closest thing to Jesus Christ you're going to have in your life on this side of glory. So what three things? Let me give you three things about this book. Go back to Romans chapter 9. For the scriptures said unto Pharaoh, verse 17, this book speaks, Romans said this book spoke to the king of Egypt, verse 17, for the scriptures said unto Pharaoh, isn't that interesting when you read in Exodus, it said that the Lord God said to Pharaoh, but when we get to the New Testament, it gives life to that attribute. It gives life to the book. Can I, can I say it? it speaks to a couple of things? The word speaks to the heathen. We find that Pharaoh is nothing but a heathen this morning. He doesn't know God. He doesn't worship God. He's got his own form of worship. He worships the God of the Nihals, the God of the heavens. He worships everything else but the true God. He's nothing more than a heathen this morning. I understand that we have this idea, we have this picture of what a heathen looks like. Somebody that's not dressed right. Somebody that's walked around and, and cussing and, and doing all these things. Uh, you can go to these other countries and you say they are heathens. They don't know nothing. They don't have standards. Uh, they don't love nobody. But can I tell you what? Every one of us sitting here this morning are heathens because heathen is nothing but a sinner lost without God. This, this book speaks to the lost. Genesis chapter 3, the Bible said the voice of the Lord, God walking in the garden. 
the cool of the day. Adam messed up. And Adam tried to hide from God. And he said, the voice, the voice of the Lord God was walking in the cool of the day. Look at Adam. I heard thy voice in the garden. I was afraid. I was naked and I hid. What do men do when they hear the word of God? They run and hide. They they hide behind religion. They hide behind uh, recreation. They hide behind all kinds of questions and acts. Well, I I really don't understand that. That really don't make sense to me. They hide behind everything. And when the Word of God is presented to them, uh, they don't understand it. So they start questioning everything about it. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, God is always going to put His Word in your path. You're going to have to deal with the Word of God. Don't tell me you love God and don't love his book. Do you remember when you was lost even without God on your way to hell? How, how God put a Bible verse in your pathway. How God spit somebody and handed you a track. How somebody invited you to church and, and just kept on. God is going to put something in your pathway and make you understand it is the word of God. He said, come unto me all you heavy laden. Now, heavy labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And that's where we leave it at. But he said, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest in your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You can put your guard up, but the word of God still speaks whether you want to hear it or not. It's not going to change. It is the Word of God. I, I read a story. A man in Seattle was uh, wanting to send the Word of God, the Scriptures over the, the airwaves. So he got him a, a, uh, one of those shortwave radios and he started uh, uh, broadcasting. They sent these radio receivers, sent them all off into the countries, other countries, and all they could do was receive what he puts out. And he was all he was doing is get on there and he read the scriptures. He kept reading the, reading the scriptures and that's all that went out. One time down in the rainforest, one guy named Andreas got a hold of one of those uh, receivers and he heard the word that was being spoken. He couldn't understand it. It wasn't in his language he didn't know what it was but he was so intrigued about the word that was spoken that it just moved him it just uh, came about him and he kept listening to it kept listening to it then finally one day these missionaries over in the eastern part of the country decided to give their life to the missionary field and they left from there and went down to the rainforest and they went to this little village and they were sitting up and they, they was teaching them the Bible they was giving to tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ they was giving them the word they were speaking the word of God to him And Andreas was coming to that village and he heard the guy speak the exact same thing he'd been hearing on that transmitter. And he walked up to him and says, what is this? And he had his Bible laying in front of him and he said, he heard him read the Bible. He says, I know what that book is. That is the word. 
of God. How do you know? Because I've been listening to it on my transmitter. And it went on, uh, and finally that uh, missionary got the boy saved. He got born again. He started working with him, and he started translating the Bible into their own language. This book can move people to do great things. It can speak to you. It, it speaks to your hearts, Proverbs 6. If you're a child of God, nothing can speak to your heart like the Word of God can. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it will keep thee. And, and when thou wakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment of the lamp and the law is light and reproofs of instructions are the way of life. According to verse 22, this book is three things when it speaks to our heart. It guides us. Where, where thou goest, it shall lead. It guides you. It guides your footstep. It guides your direction. It takes you to the places you need to go. And it keeps you from going to the places you should not go. It guides you. It also guards your heart. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. It is a good friend to your heart this morning. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. Man, ain't nothing like the word of God speaking to your heart. When you're going down, when things are not going right in your life and you're suffering all kinds of things, trials come on to your heart. Ain't nothing like the word of God speaking to you. I understand that we can love on each other. I understand we can encourage them. But when you get with the word of God and let God speak to that heart, let God move you. It is nothing like the word of God speaking to your life this morning. You want to guide through life? Here's your guide. You want to guard from the devil in your life? Here's your guard this morning. You want a good friend that will ne <laughs> never leave you nor forsake you? Here it is right here. This book will lift you up and talk to you in the still, the midnight hour. This book speaks. How do you know? Because it said, the scripture said unto Pharaoh. The scripture said, it speaks to us. It, I don't know about you, but when I start reading the words of God, uh, something happens and, and I feel I can almost hear the voice of God speaking when as I read the scriptures. I, I say, Lord, you're speaking. We all pray that, Lord, speak to our hearts. This is where he speaks from where he speaks from Galatians chapter 3 this book speaks but also this book sees and the scripture foreseeth This book sees stuff that doesn't it see, it, it sees from eternity past to eternity future. What other book do you know that can tell you what happened in your past and what's going to happen in your future? The Bible said in Genesis, God created the heavens and the earth. Then he created man. Then on the seventh day he rests. 
This, goes, this book goes all the way back before time. And it sees all the way out into the eternity. When time is no more, there's no book in your house like this book. In fact, can I say this? In fact, the most important book that you ought to have in your life is this book. This book sees into heaven all the way down to hell. What other book do you know can tell you the people, what people are doing when they died? What they're going through. Whatever book you know, hey, this person died. This book tells you what they're going through, what they're facing, what they're dealing with when they die. They go to a place called hell where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. I don't know any other book can tell you that, but this book does. It tells about people what they're doing in the afterlife on the other side. The book sees what it covers. Hebrews chapter 14, chapter 4. For the word is quick and sharp and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of the sun of the soul and spirit, and the joints and marrows, and its discerner of the thoughts and tent of the heart. It knows your heart. He sees what you've covered. He sees what you've got going on. He sees what you've been missing. He sees what you're trying to hide from every, everybody else. In verse number 13 says, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do with. It sees everything that we got hidden in our hearts. It sees everything that we got hidden in our life, in our mind. It sees all your stuff. You can hide it from me. I can hide it from you. You can hide it from each other. But I'm telling you, this word, you cannot hide it from. It sees what you covered up. It sees what you got hid in your heart. It knows what's going on. Everybody wants Jesus for forgiveness. Nobody wants to deal with the sin in their life to get it. I'm just telling you that. We, we want the forgiveness of Jesus. But I, I don't want to give up the things I'm doing. <laughs> you may not know the things I'm doing, but I, I kind of think I can get by with it. I can live with that. I can just keep going on with what I'm doing. But let me tell you, there's going to be a day, the Bible says, for be sure your sin is going to be finding you out. There's coming a day that your sin is going to be brought out and it's going to be shown through everything. Be careful. This Bible knows what you're doing. You can hide it from your husband. You can hide it from your wife. You can hide it from the preacher. You can hide it from the teacher. You can hide it from the church. But you cannot hide it from the Word of God. He knows your heart. The intent. And the thought of your heart. He knows it. This, 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 this book sees what you cover. Amen. It sees what you've gotten covered up in your life. I, I know people say they don't like the Bible because the Bible don't like them. <laughs> I just have to laugh at them. I've heard this over and over. And they believe it. I, I've had people say, you know what? I preached a message and they come up to me. And, and I said, can I talk to you for a minute? I said, sure. 
says, uh, who told you that? I mean, what? Who told me what? what you just, who told you about me? Nobody told me about you. I've gone to churches that I, I didn't even know anybody there hardly. And they come up to me and say, my wife get a hold of you and tell you about what I'm doing. No, I don't know you. I don't understand you. But I tell you what, there is one that will tell me what's going on in your life. I might be pinned out and point to who it is, but this word right here can pinpoint every one of it. When you hear a message and it gets to your heart and gets in your crawl, don't blame the mailbox for putting the mail in your mailbox. Just say, Lord, it is me. It's me. Amen. I've been jumped on several times. Hey, somebody told you about me. No, no, ain't nobody told me about you. But there are some, there are some I could say, yeah, I, yeah, I know what you're doing. I understand that. You may got it covered from a lot of people, but there's some people that knows what you're doing. Amen. Yeah. It sees what you covered. It, it knows everything. Why men don't read the Bible? Because it sees, it exposes what you covered up this morning. You can't hide anything from this book. And I'm so glad that man didn't write the Bible. I'm so glad it was God, because God doesn't gloss over anything. God's straight to the point, straight to the fact. If I'd have wrote it, Trust me, it would have been a lot different. I'd have made it a little bit easier on us. I wouldn't have to do that. I wouldn't have to get out of that. I wouldn't do that. But God goes straight to the point. That's why people don't like to read the Bible because the Bible hits you right in your home. It hits you right in your heart. It tells you what you're doing wrong. And about, you don't, don't tell me you don't know the Bible ain't speaking to you because as soon as you read it, it tells you right to your heart. You shouldn't be doing that. Who told you? The Bible did. It sees what you got hidden in your heart. It knows what's going on in your life. People, but people don't want that. They don't want their sins uncovered. They don't want their life uncovered. The, word, the, word of, the Bible says the Word of God is a mirror. And can I say this? I thank y'all for getting up this morning looking in the mirror. You know, you get up in the morning, you get up in the morning, you go to the mirror, look at your hair all cocked up like this and drooling all over your face and got all eye boogers up in there. <laughs> and none of you said, mirror, you are a liar. I don't look like that. <laughs> Amen. See, what we do, we adjust ourselves to what the mirror tells us, what you see in a mirror. And if the Word of God is a mirror, we ought to adjust ourselves to what the Word of God says and not, to, not have the Word of God adjust to us. He, he said, uh, it's a mirror. It shows the things that's wrong in your life and you ought to adjust your life according to the Word of God, not what you see, not what you want. Amen. It also sees what's coming. Bible's so the scriptures foresees what is coming. That means it's predict the future with 100% accuracy. I haven't found any prediction that the Bible said, any prophecy in the Bible that said it has not come to truth. 
what will, and what will come to pass will come to pass. And I'm not going to worry about it. It's going to come to pass. If you're not a Bible believer or a Bible reader and you're sitting here wondering what is going on, what's going to happen in the future, who's going to be in charge, what's going to go over there, how's our government going to be, where are we going to I am not worried about it. I'm not upset about it. I'm just going to take the Word of God. If we're going to make you wonder about all these things in your life, you're not looking at the right place. For those that believe the Bible and Bible readers, we're not worried about that. We have already read the back of the book, and believe me, I read it, and we are winners. We have overcomers. Uh, I've got a place I'm going to. Uh, I'm telling you what, they can't stop me there. They can't yank me out there. Ain't no thieves going to get there. And there ain't going to be no government. There ain't going to be no Democrats. There ain't going to be no Republicans. It's going to be the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what I believe. God said it. I believe it. How's it going to end? Well, sooner than later, I hope. There's going to be a trumpet sound. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive shall remain be called up together with them and be in the clouds to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. And forever shall we be with him. We're not worried about what's going on down here. This book has already told us. It's already foreseen what's going to happen in our future. Tells where everybody's going to wind up that doesn't believe. It's going to tell everybody where they're going to wind up if they do believe. The problem is, we take this book, we throw it in the back seat of the car and leave it there until the sun fades the pages and warps the bay, or lay it on the coffee table and we dust it off once a month. Don't tell me you sing the song, Oh, how I love Jesus, and you treat his word like that. Jesus said, If any man love me, he'll keep my words, and my Father will love him. How are you going to keep the words of Jesus if you don't read it? This book speaks, this book sees things. But can I say also, this book condemns, it sentences us. But the scriptures had concluded. What has the scripture concluded? It sentenced all them under sin. This book is a judge. Hebrews chapter 4 said in the book is a discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. That is what a judge does. When you go into a courtroom. And you go to a courtroom. The judge is sitting up here. And he's judge. That's why we come in here. This is up here. Because it judges. It's not me. I'm not judging. It's the word of God. It judges us. And it judges everybody sitting here, not picking out some, but it judges everyone sitting here. It says, he, I am the judge. It corrects us. 
we don't correct ourselves. It's the judge that sent us this morning. So what is it sent us? Second Timothy chapter 4, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge thee quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word, instant and in season and out of season. Repute, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. People say the preacher's always judging me. No. No, I'm not. The word of God. Please understand this. Please understand this. If a preacher's sermon doesn't often sound judgmental or accusatory, could you really be preaching the Bible? If you're not accusatory, if you're not uh, a judgmental, how can you preach the word of God when the God condemns so many things in our lives that we should not be doing? How can a preacher not preach all that? Because the Bible said he should reprove, rebuke, and exhort. Because the Bible is judge, it judges our life. It deals with all the things in our life this morning. You say, preacher, how do I get on that side? How do I get on the exhorting instead of the reproving and rebuking side? Well, it depends on what side you're on. It's about that two-edged sword. <laughs> you want that exhorting, that's the blessing side. If you want that a rebuke, that's that sword trying to get you to get straight with God. It sent us to the living and the lost. Do you know what ends up sentencing every lost person in this world? The book that you hold in your hand. That what sentences everyone. Jesus said in John 12, He that rejected me and receiveth not my word, have one that judgeth him the word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. You're holding the word of God that's judging you this morning. And, if, and I, please understand this. Now, I, I just like we said this morning, I'm not no super Christian. But I'm telling you, if I'm holding something in my hand that can judge me, give me life or death, I want to read it. I want to know it. I, I want it to speak to me. Lord, uh, you need to speak to me. If there's something I got going on in my life that I need to get rid of, I, I just need to get rid of it. And, and the only way I can do it is, Lord, I get into your word and let your word tell me. Revelation 20 says, And I saw a great white throne. And him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, stand for God, and the books were opened. And another book was up. Anybody know what those books are? Sixty-six of them. Sixty-six of them. It's gonna be judge. I, I, I can imagine someone will stand and say, uh, "I never heard of you. I, I never heard anything about it." Romans one twenty says. Of the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. You can say, I, I've never heard about him. Let me just tell you, well, if you've been born in this world, you've heard of Jesus Christ. Radio, TV, you heard it. 
Somebody might stay and say, I, I was a good person. I tried to help people out. I did the best that I could do. Don't my good works outweigh my bad works? There's somebody probably sitting in here thinking, they say, well, I'm, I do a lot of good works. Shouldn't I outweigh all the bad works? Romans 3.10 says, for it is written, there is no righteous, no, not one. It's Romans 3.23, for we all sin come short of glory of God. It's not your righteousness, it's not your works, it's God's, it's Christ, what he's done for you and I. Then there may be somebody that says, I was a believer. I believe, Papa told me about him. I've always told about God. I think I believe. James 2 says, thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well, for the devils also believe and tremble. You ain't got nothing no better than the devils. You say that. Somebody might stand and say, I didn't believe you to begin with. I'm an atheist. I don't believe in you. Psalms 53 says, the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. These books are going to judge these people. Lord, I thought I had plenty of time. I'd get it right. I wanted to live my life. I want to do the fun things with my friends. We want to go here and do that. I thought I had plenty of time. Whereas you know not what you shall be on tomorrow. For what is your life? It's even a vapor that appears for one little time. And it vanishes away. We're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised tomorrow. If you go to the cemetery today, there's plenty of children in the ground. There's plenty of middle-aged young people in the ground thinking, I've got a life ahead of me. I I'll wait till I, I get to the old age. I I'll wait till I'm old and can't do anything. Then I'll come to God. No, you don't know what time you got left. None of us sitting here say, well, I I'll be here next week. You don't know if you'll be here tonight. You don't know. This book... Is going to stand in judgment of you and I. Are you prepared to be judged out of this book? Are you ready? Jesus says, I am the beginning and I am the end. I am the Alpha and I am the Omega. Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet. Omega is the last letter of the Greek alphabet. And what Jesus was saying is this. I am everything, everything between A and Z. It is me. This book is going to judge you according to the things that you have done. This book speaks. This book sees. Don't tell me it's not a lie. Do not tell me it's a myth. It's just a book. It is more than a book. It judges you. It condemns you. But it also protects you guides you this is the book that you need in your hand this is the book that you're going to be judged if you're going to be judged this is the book you need to be reading this book right here says no 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 it speaks to your heart when you want it to speak it'll speak to you it sees your sin it sees what you've done it knows what your heart it knows the intent of your heart it knows it but it also sentences you 
you don't know the Word of God, you're going to be judged by the Word of God. I'd get, the book, I'd get into the book today. I, I'd get a hold of the Bible, the King James Bible, because you open up any other Bible in here, it puts off a foul odor, we just don't want that. King James Bible. You start reading it. It'll start speaking to you. It'll lift you up. It'll encourage you. It'll put you on a pathway. It will guide and direct your life throughout eternity. And I'm going to just say, it will take you all the way to heaven, but it will take you all the way to hell. You've got to choose.